the secret to a better year for next year for you is already in the palm of your hands. If you're thinking about quitting real estate or if you know someone that is thinking about quitting real estate because they had a really tough year this year, send them this episode of the podcast. Kyle Whistle and I break down uh, kind of step-by-step what you should do if you're to restart your business um, and get kind of that low-hanging fruit so you can get deals quickly and help those of your people that you know and love already. That's this week on the Whistle Way Podcast. Kyle, this year, this we're filming at the end of 2023, has been one of the toughest years for real estate agents in the last decade. Would you agree? Yes. Um, and I know we've seen, I've seen Facebook posts, I don't know if these numbers are right, that 200,000 agents have left the business in the last 26 minutes or something like that. We're obviously seeing a decline in real estate agents. This is something we've talked about. As the real estate market gets tough, we see a decline in real estate agents. Um, today, I want to talk to those specifically either dealing with themse- this themselves or team leaders that have agents that are thinking about leaving the business. I want to give two or three really tactical pieces of advice from you, from someone who manages a team and has seen agents come and go. Um, some really tactical advice for before someone gives up, throws in the towel, calls it quits, what are two or three things that they can do to really give it one last go? Let's cool. do it. Yeah, this will be fun. Um, yeah, this has been a hard year, you know, depending on what part of the country you're in. I think the the best market I've heard of in the country is flat year over year in sales. Um, and the worst markets I've heard of are around 50% down in the number of sales. So What's San Diego at? San Diego is right in the middle of that in okay. the 20 to 30 range. So that's hard. And the number of agents has not decreased much. I, I know people say like, there's a lot of expectation, the number of agents is going to decrease, but there's a lag on it because the way that they track it is how many NAR memberships are, which now that's about to get thrown haywire, um, with all this stuff happening with these lawsuits, because a ton of people are now opting out of NAR. So it's going to skew the data. Mm. So I don't even know. We need to literally just look at how many actual licenses there are. We can't track based on NAR memberships anymore because that's going to be totally skewed data. So, and licenses uh, you have to re-up it every, not every year, right? It's different in every state too. Every state depends. California. Uh, I think it's like every four years in California. I don't know. I basically like a month before it's due, I started getting a ton of stuff in the mail and that's like my reminder, like, oh, probably got to renew my license, huh? Um, So I think it's like every four years in California. I've heard of other states where like it's damn near a lifetime license once you get it. So who knows? There's, There's no rhyme or reason to it, but I believe that there are agents getting out of the business. I don't know what that number is exactly. There's some getting out, but not a ton. There's not 50% of the agents getting out of the business. So if you're in a market that has 50% less sales and around the same number of agents, that means there's half as much money to go around for the same amount of people. Um, it's it's gotten tough. Yeah. So we'll talk about that today. Uh, my name is Kyle Whistle, your host with EXP Realty in San Diego. And I'm Brian Kochi, Director of Marketing here at Whistle Realty Group. The goal of the show is give you the tools, techniques, and tactics to go out there and crush it in your business, or in this case, turn your business around. Uh, the way that we like to do that is to answer the questions that you have for us. So if you ever have a question you want to have us answer on the show or a topic you think would be really valuable for yourself and others, um, you can always go to thewhistleway.com and you can ask us questions on there. Subscribe to the podcast and YouTube channel. Join our uh, private Facebook group and email newsletter. We can give you a lot of tips and tricks of what we're working on and get on our email or uh, our referral list for all the people that are leaving California still have a lot of them, although a lot are starting to come back now, which is cool. Um, 50,000 people roughly moved from Texas to California this year. So that's cool. Huh. A lot of people don't realize that 100,000 went there, but 50,000 have come here. So 
not, right. every, not everybody's leaving. There's people coming. Um, and also we have our video content creation course on there called the Media Mayor Mastermind. So if you really want to level up your content creation, you can also learn about that all at thewhistleway.com. So let's get it tactical here, Kyle. Um, if someone's struggling in their business, whether they've been in it for a, and I think this is going to hopefully, I don't know what the tip is, but hopefully it'll work for anyone. Someone's struggling with their business right now and thinking, this might be the last year for me. I'm going to start doing Uber, or maybe they have been doing Uber. I'm going to get a corporate job. I'm going to go somewhere else. I'm done with real estate. What's the first thing that they should do to try and turn it around and make this next year significantly better than this last year? You want to know something that's funny is John P brought this up on one of our huddles. The amount of time, energy, effort, and phone calls people are making to like explore these alternate job opportunities. If they just took that time, energy, effort, and made phone calls to their fucking clients, they wouldn't be in this situation in the first place. Like, I'm just going to be very real with those of you that are watching, that are listening. Like, the reason you're exploring this, sure, the market's been a little bit tough, but a lot of it is you've gotten in your own way whether you've started exploring all these other things like you're this time, if you just took that same time and applied it to your actual real estate business, if the calls you made to these businesses or the places you send applications, like if you did all that same thing, but did it to clients instead of these other businesses you're looking at, you would probably be in a much different situation right now. I think this has been a tough market where a lot of people you you see things going in a negative direction and then you buy into the negativity, right? You're probably reading, you know, some of the trash periodicals out there. Um, that... you drop some name on these or? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, because sometimes these companies ask me to speak. So um, <laughs> being smart, learn. This is, uh, I'm never going to be a good politician, but I understand a little bit of politics. Um <laughs> But a lot of these companies, right, they're just putting all this negativity in your head, like all the lawsuit stuff, like they're just crushing you with negativity and it gets in your head and you buy into the negativity and then it negatively affects your performance. And so, um, you know, that, that's happened to a lot of people this year. So uh, first and foremost, this is a story I share with my agents all the time on our team. And I want to share this with you. Brian's heard this, I think, a probably a hundred times. And I said it again on Tuesday and I'm going to say it again today, but <laughs> what I want to challenge you to do, I can tell you the number one reason most of you are not hitting your goals, grab your phone, um, go into your contacts list. I don't know how this works on an Android, but if you go into your iPhone and you just scroll to the very, very bottom of your contacts list, all the way to the bottom for me, that's 4,566 contacts. What's your number, Brian? 7,925. So Brian has more contacts in his phone than I do, which is great. Now, what I would challenge you, right? You're not an agent, Brian, but what I would challenge is like, how many of those people are in your CRM? Um, less than 10%. Less than 10%. That means there's 90% opportunity out there yeah. of people that you already know that you should probably be having a conversation with. But instead, you're you're spending it on all these other silly things, doing all these other activities versus focusing on this. And, and where this ties in is the book or story of Acres of Diamonds. There's this guy, he owns a farm. He starts hearing about these people around the world that are getting super rich, mining diamonds. 
And the guy says, hey, this farming thing is cool, but mining diamonds sounds way more cool. And the guy sells his farm to go mine diamonds all around the world. And he goes and he tries, takes the money from the sale of the farm and spends it all on his mining operation. And he's unsuccessful here. He's unsuccessful there. Eventually, he gets distraught. He gives up, throws himself in a tidal wave and dies. Um, meanwhile, the person who bought the farm, the guy's walking along the river one day, um, sees a shiny rock on the ground, grabs it. And says, oh, this thing's cool. Puts it on his fireplace mantle. Later, somebody comes over to the house and says, hey, what's that up there on the mantle? The guy's like, oh, it's a shiny rock I found down by the river. And guys, this isn't a rock. This is a diamond. Turns out there was acres and acres of diamonds along that riverbed on the farm the entire time. And the moral of the story is this guy sold the farm to go and chase diamonds all around the world when the diamonds... There's acres of diamonds underneath his feet already. And for you, the acres of diamonds is that contact list. For Brian, it's the 5,000 something people that are in his contact list that aren't in his CRM that he's not in active communication with. So the, the first place to start, the quickest way to get yourself turned around is to actually get in contact with the people that already know, like, and trust you. Because if you're, if you're close to the end of the road right now, Try to go generate like new internet leads and stuff that have a conversion cycle of, you know, 12, 18, 24 plus months. Like you don't have that much time. The fastest path to getting yourself a deal is talking to the people that already know you because the reason it takes so long to convert a lot of these other sources is these people got to get to know, like, and trust you before they're ever going to work with you. You already have that. These people know, like, and trust you enough to at least have given you their phone number. So you have some sort of relationship. Let's start with them before anything else. And if we don't have that, that's like trying to build a house without a foundation. Like if you just tried to put up framing on dirt and build a house, like it's going to crumble if there's not a solid foundation under it. And a lot of real estate agents' businesses are, have been built that way. They've never actually solidified their foundation. And that foundation is taking the people we already know, getting them into our CRM of choice, which CRM is the best. We love follow-up boss. You use whatever the hell you want. Your brokerage probably provides you with one that you're not using. So start with the one that you already have that you're not using and actually like take the training, learn it, understand it. Most of them have like live Q&A sessions. Like they want you to not only use their system, but use it at a high level and be successful with it. So maybe you should use the one you already have. Um, but if you want our personal opinion, follow-up boss is the best in the business by a if, mile. If you're, if you're on the verge of quitting, do not switch CRMs right now. That's absolutely, yeah. do not And do, do not go take on like a big added expense. Like yep. use the free one. Um, Cause I would, I would accept a Rolodex over nothing. Um, I got a guy like this. So I knew this guy from uh, when I used to do commercial back in the day, which was like 20 years ago. And at that point, I thought the guy was old 20 years ago. <laughs> so he's really old right now. No joke uses a Rolodex. Like his CRM is names on cards on a Rolodex and he just flips through his freaking Rolodex. The guy's relentless. So he will not stop calling me. Like I told him I'm looking for some development opportunities. I get a call like every day. So, hey, if, <laughs> please unsubscribe me from your Rolodex. <laughs> yeah, please remove me from your Rolodex. Like, can you mail but you know what? I, I'm not. I can, he, that's his system and it works for him. So, hey, mazel tov. I was smirking when you were talking earlier because when you're talking about going through your contact list and getting people to know you, like you and trust you. I just spent two hours at our other office talking to our agents about uh, building their sphere and their social media. And my whole spiel in those two hours was go deeper, not wider. Go and build deeper connections, deeper relationships with your database 
the people that already know you and like you, and maybe they don't know to trust you yet, right? The, the person that you were, uh, was in your best friend group in high school and that you haven't talked to in 10 years, maybe they don't trust you as a real estate agent yet, but it's gonna be a lot easier to reconnect and get them to trust you because you already have that relationship um, than it will be finding someone new that they have to know you, then like you, then trust you. So um, totally. going deeper, not wider. Yeah. So let, let's, let's start. Let's get all those people into our, our CRM. And then, well, what are you going to say when you call them? Like, why, why are you going to call them? What's, what's the reason? Are you going to call them and be like, hey, you know anybody wants to buy, sell, or invest? Like, that's probably not going to go over so well. So then part two. There should be two, like a script that has like a, like a car company, uh, maybe like Chevy or Tesla. That does Kawasaki. Like a, yeah. Kawasaki There's an acronym. an acronym. You know the Kawasaki acronym, Brian? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it starts with a K. That's what I got. Yeah. So there's, there's a foundational script for talking to your sphere of influence, people that you already know, but I want to give you something to open with before you jump into oh, that cool. script. So, um, so part two is one is like, take the people you already know and get them into a system. Part one. Right. These are people that already know, like and trust you at least enough to have given you their contact info. So that's part one of this. Part two is have an event. What is event? I don't care. I don't care if you give out bags of bird food like I don't care, like just anything. You host an event. If you want to hire a Santa and do a, a photos with Santa event, that's something we've done recently that did really well. If you want to give people free pies, we've done that. That works really well. If you want to do uh, portraits of people and you just hire a photographer for a day to shoot portraits of, of your clients, like do that. If you want to rent out a movie theater, you could do that. If you want to simply just have a happy hour at the local pub, the local wine bar, like just do that. I don't care if two people show up or 200 people show up. If you just want to buy everybody a cup of coffee in the morning, like I don't really care. Just find some event that you can host. And, and we actually talked about it on our fast forward mastermind today with our generals, our 50 million plus dollar teams. And a lot of people are having much better luck with smaller, more intimate events than they are the big massive scale events because it, they're doing like a coffee thing and they're just inviting their clients out to coffee every week. And only two or three clients show up, but they're having like meaningful conversations as opposed to like a big event where there's like 500 people and you're running around and it's chaos. So just host some sort of event. Now you have an excuse to call these people. So now it's, hey, Brian, it's Kyle. Want to follow up, man. Make sure you got the invitation to the, the cars and coffee event that we're hosting, right? Like whatever. Um, but that's my open. And then I roll into this magical script called Ford, F-O-R-D, uh, Family, Occupation, Recreation, Dreams. Family, Occupation, Recreation, Dreams. So you're opening, you're inviting them to the event. The call is not about the event. The event is the excuse to call. Okay, so oh, I was never said that, but that sounded kind of cool. I like that. Can you say it again? Yeah. <laughs> we should get that on a quote card or something. Yeah, maybe we should. The um, call is not about the event. The event is the excuse to call. That's what it's all about. So I'm using the event as my excuse to call them to just open up into a conversation that doesn't feel salesy. And then we talk about the event, whether they can come, they can't. And then I'm just rolling into Ford, family, occupation, recreation, dreams, right? So then I'm saying, oh, hey, Brian, how's Victoria? How's the kids? How's Georgia? Like, right, I'm, I'm talking about that. Hey, I know you're shooting photos. How's that going? Like, I'm just having a conversation with you. Um, and the beauty of these conversations is you don't ever going to know where they're going to go, right? These, yep. They're not, you're not going to have the same conversation with any two people. When you're talking to like buyers and sellers, you actually tend to have very similar conversations. These are actually fun. They're, they're not um, monotonous. 
there's some variety in these conversations. And I genuinely take an interest in what other people are doing. I love to hear about other people's, especially their dreams, their recreation. Like I love to hear what people are doing. And, and I engage in conversation. People tell me stuff and I'm, I start asking more and more questions. Like, oh, that sounds really cool. Tell me more. Um, so we're just getting into conversation with people. If we could just get in conversation with all the people in our database that know, like, and trust us and just have a conversation, you'd be amazed at people, right? And one of the things you do when you ask about, oh, occupation, when you ask them like, hey, how's the photography business going, Brian? You're going to tell me, hopefully I ask a question or two to get you talk more. What are you going to naturally do? What are you up to? How's your business? Yeah. Oh, how's real estate going? Oh, funny. You should ask, Brian. All right. And now we're having a real estate conversation. Like it just naturally goes there. It's really, really easy. Um, and there's an alternate if you want to try to push the O later is frog, uh, family recreation, occupation goals. Um, so it's effectively, it's the same conversation. Just play around with it. So you get to occupation a little deeper into the conversation um, as opposed to earlier. So. Yeah, I like some of the things you were talking about events. It's funny because you first started with the big events that we do. Rent out a movie theater, hire Santa, hire a photographer. But I love where you went to it of literally, hey, go watch watch a, a football game or a UFC fight at the bar and say first round's on me. Go, I, You did this with uh, us not too long ago. Hey, I'm going to this winery. Like, come by and hang out. Yeah. There's stuff for the kids. Like, you don't have to create your own event. You can just tie into something else. And the other thing that I want to kind of add into that real quick is getting face-to-face. -face. I, I just, like I said, I was at uh, North Park, one of our offices, talked to our new agents today. And we were talking about Sphere. And she goes, look, I'm I'm just out of college. None of my friends are buying or, or selling real estate right now. They're, they're, they're just getting out of college too. And I think if you're, if you're thinking of that situation of, okay, everyone I know is, you know, from high school, from college, you know, you don't know what, what where this came in was when you're like, you never know where this conversation is going. I gave the example of my grandparents sold with Kyle, even though my dad is a real estate agent. Um, and so that was a situation where I was not buying or selling, but I referred my grandparents to Kyle. Um, there's other situations where a family member passes away and you're with the home and, and, and your friend needs to figure out what to do with it. Should they sell it? Should they uh, rent it out? What do they do? Um, there's lots of situations where even if they've never bought or sold before, maybe they're not looking to do a, a investment property at this point, but they have friends. They have a, I mean, we just talked to one, I just talked to someone who said their, their boss came to a, an event. And so from their last job, so you can absolutely engage, even if you're, when you think of your peer group may not be looking to buy or sell they know people that need help buying and selling. And we all love to be the, the resource of saying, you need help, let me send you some help. I mean, I think it's such a limiting belief to even say that. Oh, oh well, I just came out of college. My friends don't have enough money. Like you've already put yourself at a disadvantage because that's your mindset. I know tons of kids coming out of college right now that actually are more wealthy than I am because they've started a company while they were in college and have become wildly freaking successful. I also know that uh, the agents that we interview now, the number of agents that are younger that specifically mention investing as a reason why they got into real estate is higher than it is for older agents. The younger 
those that are younger are exposed a lot more to real estate investment because now there's there's you know the house hacking thing is really popular mm-hmm. and then you got like how you can buy houses with no money down with subject to financing and stuff like that like they're exposed to real estate investment at a much younger age today so when i talk to an agent who's 50 and they ask why they got in real estate rarely is it about investing if i talk to one is 25 it's every single one of them is talking about investing. So I think that that's a limiting belief that their friends don't have money. And even if they don't have money, they don't necessarily need money. I think that's another another limiting belief on top of, of a limiting belief is that you need money. I talked to a realtor yesterday. He was like asking questions about helping investors buy flips. I was like, fuck your investors, be the investor. We literally did a podcast on this. Like, I'm like, why are you sending these to investors? Like, don't ask me questions. How do I work with investors? I want you to ask me, how do I be the investor? I was like, next time you have a deal, call me and I'm going to tell you how to be the investor. You don't need a dollar. Which is really nice of you because you're an investor and you can really easily be like, call me and I'll be your investor. But you, you know what happens though? Like, there's so many of yes. these companies that have built investment education and they know that they're going to teach people how to invest. But the reality of it is when the person finally ties a deal up, they're going to call the person who taught them like, can you help me? And hey, I'll, I'll JV with you on this deal. I'll do it together with you. And that, that inevitably happens. Yeah. So. Um, but honestly, this is it, Brian, like there's no, no magic button, no secret sauce. It's just having conversations with the people that we already know, getting them into a system, having conversations, utilizing an event to open the conversation. So that way, when you're calling people, you haven't talked to in a while, you have a legitimate open to get into a conversation. And then you're just talking to family, occupation, recreation, dreams. And when you talk about occupation, real estate's going to come up and that's going to open up some opportunities for you. So if, if you're struggling rebuild your foundation now maybe you didn't build a foundation before but i've actually we saw a house in santee at one point they literally lifted the freaking house up put a foundation under and then drop the house back down you can do that you can actually (laughs) still do that right maybe you screwed it up in the beginning you don't always have to rebuild the house let's just lift the house up real quick take now it's a lot more work to lift a house build a foundation under it but it can be done and we've seen it done go rebuild that foundation and you're going to be a lot better off moving forward excellent Cool. Well, hopefully you guys got some value out of this. If you did, if you're listening on a podcast platform, um, if you can hook us up with a review on there, those reviews are really valuable and appreciated. And if you're watching on YouTube, hit the thumbs up button, let you two know you enjoyed the content. If you have a question, throw it in the comment section. Brian and I respond to all of those. And if you want more of it, hit the subscribe button and the little notification bell. Before we wrap, one of the things Brian and I like to do is share something we're utilizing in our business. It saves us time, makes us more money, or just helps us have a little bit more fun. What do you got, Brian? Mine, I've been seeing on TikTok. I saw it on TikTok for like three, four months, and then I stopped seeing it. It stopped becoming popular. But I caught it on a deal on Black Friday, and it is, I bought it. It's a three-in-one charger for my, uh, it's a magnetic charger for my iPhone, watch, and my AirPods. And this is great because it folds up really small. I think I got it for like 20 or 30 bucks. Now I see it's at 42, but whatever. I'm sure you can find them for 25 bucks. Um and it, what I did is I just took the whole thing and I threw it in my toiletry bag. So whenever I go traveling, it's all I'm gonna have my toothbrush, my deodorant, and my charger. I never have to worry about grabbing the cables from my bedside table and all this sort of stuff. Um, it's called, and the one I got was from UcomX, U C O M X, the Nano Three in One Wireless Charger. So that's what I got. Awesome. Uh, the one that I'm gonna share with you guys today. This is a. Uh... I know our brokerage is using this, some other brokerages are as well, but it's a service that can allow you and those within your brokerage to share off-market opportunities with each other, um, which is very valuable if you're looking for ways to separate yourself from the competition. Um, one of the best ways to do that is to share listings with potential buyers that 
your competition can't share with them. And so um, with clear cooperation, you're allowed to share stuff within your brokerage. And so um, having an easy way to share that is very valuable. So there's a company we started using called Zenlist, Z-E-N-L-I-S-T, Z-E-N-L-I-S-T, um, that is effectively allowing us to operate a pocket listing um IDX solution internally. Um, so I know with EXP, we have a branded version of it called EXP Exclusives, which is really cool. Um, obviously, we love that corporate's behind it because we have 90-ish thousand agents. And the more of those 90,000 we get in there, the more inventory we have in there, therefore, the more adoption we get, which then creates more inventory in there. Um, so having the ability to share these pocket listings with each other is, is really freaking cool. Legally. Legally. Compliantly. Yeah. I don't well, think it's compl- illegal to I, I share. Knew, it's compliant. compliant. Yeah. People yeah. always say this illegal thing. Like, you can't do that. It's illegal. Like, wait, they're going to arrest me? Like, if I share it? No. Like, you're not going to jail. See, I think um, I'm going to jail for everything I well, do. You so. do. <laughs> yes, you do. That's why you buy the same shoes every time. Um, you don't want to get new shoes and go to jail because it's illegal. Um so, I mean, yeah, just who knows? be careful of that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, guys. Well, hopefully we uh, added some value for you today. Look forward to seeing you on the episode next week. I'm Kyle Whistle with EXP Realty. I'm Brian Kochi. See you guys.